0: Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? (laughs) Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS. WMBU.org, many voices united, and the radiofreenetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. I feel like the revolution's coming. I feel it. I don't know, man. Those guys that, uh, you know, did the thing over there on the Capitol really been weighing on me. Like, I'm pretty impressed <laughs> like that's that's impressive, man, that uh you can do that, you know those I mean I just think it's like you know, you ever go to the bar and you're drinking and drinking and drinking and then all of a sudden you break the seal and then you have to pee after every drink. Like that, you break the seal, and you're like, oh. Didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could just storm the Capitol. Look at those schmucks. Pretty, I mean pretty disorganized. They're just wandering around looking for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, could have done a little, maybe. YouTube research or I don't know. It just didn't look like they had a big plan going is all I'm saying. And so you're like, well, what if you had a real plan? (laughs) What if you weren't just morons? What could you accomplish? I'm telling you, I predict that's going to go down in history as the beginning of the revolution. I feel it. I feel like that's the beginning of the revolution. I'm watching these guys on uh, on YouTube. One guy in particular. Let me see if I can find his name here. Uh, okay. There's a guy on YouTube called the Black Red Guard. And he's a Maoist communist. And uh, he's dropping some heavy shit, man. He's... It's crazy like what he's you know, he's just blowing my mind is all I'm saying and uh you know I I mean I've been uh, I'll come in through history and find communists, you know, so like Dorothy Day is a uh, uh a hero of mine, Dorothy Day. And Peter Moran started uh, the Catholic Workers Movement, which just—I mean—they did. I don't know. Did they do a lot? I mean, the biggest call, claim to fame is they—they—they—they they, they, they started these um, houses of hospitality where you just go, and they would take you in. There was a, there was a story in this book I was reading about her where she um, she would travel all the time to do like speaking engagements. And this is early 20th century stuff. And, uh, there was a guy that just didn't do any work in the house. He slept like all day, did nothing. And so they put up a sign while Dorothy was gone. That was like, Hey, everybody needs to wake up by 10 and you have to like do a chore or something like that. Pretty, pretty basic, you know, pretty, simple requirements for a shared house. And Dorothy came home and took the sign off the wall and threw it away. I mean, it was not about the works, you know, it was about caring for people. And I think that's why she's up for like sainthood is because she lived in these houses and, uh, it was just all, all about caring for homeless people, alcoholics, drug addicts, so on and so forth. And um, just as a guy who has run a tent village and a couple transitional houses for homeless people, I just am just wowed by that level of giving. Um, I just got off the phone we're talking to a friend, like, there's a lady living at our house, her dog shitting in the basement. She tried to con me out of like a hundred bucks, and you know, and that's just that's just standard. And I'm like, you know, should she go? Should she leave the house? And the guy's like, dude, no, no, she shouldn't leave the house. You tell her to, to ask her to stop letting her dog poop in the basement. I'm like, oh, I guess I could do that. <laughs> Um yeah her dogs like her only thing in her life you know and and so you know, to be somebody that is like, there is no obligation. You come into our house and you are welcome and loved unconditionally. And they had a farm at one point and, and And it was, this was like later on in the sixties, I think, and just hippies started showing up and just doing drugs and hanging out at the farm for free. And she wouldn't do a damn thing about it because you know, that's, that's what her, it was just total unconditional love. And that's, that's huge. But anyway, I bring it all up. It's because early on in her life, she had strong ties to the communist movement. She lived in uh, the Greenwich village area of New York city and all of her friends were communists. She never joined officially the communist movement, never declared that she was a communist, but She would support communists and hung around communists. And, uh, you know, she was, I mean, she was everything, but a communist, you know? And I think it's interesting because we don't talk a lot about communism in America, the red scare, you know, that was a whole thing right in America. And so we don't really, you know, we're kind of like off the communist idea. But not everybody's off the communist idea, I'll tell you. And uh, the communists are out there in America. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think you need to be afraid because they're communists. Um, if you want to be afraid of anything, you should know that they're collecting guns. <laughs> they're like, so you have the extreme right. Right which, you know, they, they carry, they got the guns and the bombs and all that stuff, you know, and, but on the extreme left, they're doing it too. Uh, you know, you, you re- reread this black red guard guy, you watch his stuff and he's, he's all out talking about armed revolt. And then I've been really into uh, Fred Hampton. So have you seen this new movie? the uh what is it Judas and the black messiah which is uh uh you know it's a what do they call it a blockbuster i don't know it's made it's a it's a it's mainstream movie about um fred hampton and this guy that basically went undercover and ratted him out and ended up being integral in his murder um and so Fred Hampton uh, ran the Illinois chapter of the Black Panthers. Totally a communist uh, group. You know, these are all people that have felt betrayed by the capitalist system. And so they're like, you know, their idea is, well, the problem is capitalism. And so we got to end capitalism. And if you're going to end capitalism, you're um you got some heavy lifting to do <laughs> and they know it and they know that, uh, if you're going to overthrow the government, you're going to do it violently. You know, you're not going to just talk your way into becoming a communist. And then conversely on the right, on the right side, like what do they want? I think they want some sort of dictatorship. I feel like they believe that, um, the liberals have, um, are are looking down on them i think justifiably so i mean i'm not that they justifiably should be looking at that that they're correct in that liberals are looking down on these white people and uh they're looking down on their religion their their christianity and uh their kind of almost anti-intellectual stance that they're like you know they're not they don't put a high priority on science and education and So uh, these are generalizations and, but, you know, I think that's at least what a traditional liberal person would say. And so the, the right is pissed too, because they're like, well, it's these, these, these middle of the road liberals that are living in these high end cities. They're the ones winning. Okay. The liberals are winning. They got all the money. They're in all the fancy cities. Everybody loves them. They love them like they love their gay people and they love their tofu and their vegetarianism and their uh anti-religious stance and you know everybody's all about it. They're like, "Oh, yeah, these are this is the future." And you know rural white people who have lived here forever are like hey man what about us and they're like yeah you're a loser and uh they won't say that exactly but they'll say stuff that's equivalent like they'll say things like you are voting um against your uh uh you know your priorities you're 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 when you vote for a a Republican you are um You know, you're voting for uh, against social services and, you know, and and you need them. But what the liberal doesn't understand is that what they are voting for is a um, an identity that the Republicans don't hate them like the liberals do. The liberals hate them. So why would you go somewhere that people hate you? it's really high up on the list of uh, things humans hate is to be around people that hate them. You know, they're just like, they don't want to be, that's not a tribe. That's not a clan. That's not a group that is embracing you. So even if they're going to hand out all these goodies to you, they're going to look down on you and, you know, screw that. Screw that. You don't need all that stuff. You didn't ask for that stuff. You'd rather live in Appalachia uh, you know, dirt poor than have to suck the liberal tit, you know? Who wants it? <laughs> Who wants it? It's not worth it, you know? And so they're pissed. The right's pissed because they're feeling left behind by these, these big city liberals that are jacking up the price of housing in every major city, you know? And, uh, the only thing these white people that have been around forever, you know, in America are getting is, is being, is scorn and judgment. And so they're like, look, we need to do something. And they don't believe that the Republicans by and large care about them either uh they ask for their vote but they don't really give them anything it's like the black people right in the liberal party in the in the democratic party you know the, the 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 black people are like you know they've been really loyal to to democrats to the point where democrats just expect their vote but what have the democrats done for black people like almost nothing almost nothing i mean can you what have they what have they done what have they done for black people i'll wait can't think of anything. I mean, by every metric black people in America are losing, right? Like, um, life, longevity, health, um, uh, birth rates, education, incarceration, addiction, just everything, no matter how you look at it, Black people are suffering in America and they get nothing from the Republic from the Democrats. And so and I feel the same way about like rural white people with the um, Republicans, you know, the the rural white people are like, hey, man, uh, I'm giving you my vote. And then the Republicans do nothing for them. You know, they keep outsourcing jobs they don't really fight for coal or you know oil jobs or industrial fishing or farm you know like they just don't do much for for them you know and uh and the white people aren't even asking for much but i don't think they feel appreciated so along comes donald trump who just talks straight to him and i don't you know i don't think um, again donald trump gave the biggest tax break to you know rich white people and i don't i mean i i i don't know did did the poor white people think that they're that america was better for them when donald trump was there did they have more jobs did they have i don't know i can't really speak to that um personally but What I do think is that they felt listened to and appreciated. And what Donald Trump did for them was he made them the center of his political uh, orbit. And they loved it. They loved it. He didn't, he didn't, uh, he just was straight up all about these people. And they really appreciated that. They loved just being talked to, you know, like it's amazing how little it really takes to just be like, oh, well, at least he appreciates us. And, um, and so they were like, yeah, this guy, we put this guy in, in office. He's a total outsider and he loves giving a big F you to the system and he comes out and does these rallies and gets us all excited. And yeah, we, we feel like he's making a difference. I mean, I don't honestly know how much of a difference he really made, but it doesn't really matter. The perception was that things were different under Donald Trump. And I would say pretty much everybody would agree to that, right? The the the, the discourse was uh, a little more raw, a lot more raw and visceral. and quite honestly, interesting. <laughs> I mean, you know, I was obsessed with Donald Trump's Twitter. Like he's just constantly tweeted and I would go over there and see what the hell that guy was saying. And, you know, I was not a Trump supporter and I was usually outraged and infuriated, but you better believe I was watching it. And, and he was great for like everybody. He, you know, he would diss the New York times and their readership would go up and he diss CNN and their viewership would go up. He was great for everybody. (laughs) He was great for everybody because we all got interested in politics. Now, like Joe Biden's handing out $1.9 billion. I, and I'm just bored. Like, how do you make $1.9 billion so boring? But he did. He did. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll get my $1,400 any day now, whatever. And uh, yeah, he's just, you know, it's now it's back to the same old, same old. And it's it's really uninteresting, uninteresting stuff. You know, Ooh, let's see who he puts in a cabinet position. Yo, boy. What does that mean to us? Like, absolutely nothing. It means absolutely nothing to us. And so um I just feel like Donald Trump the you know every week that goes by without Donald Trump I'm like wow man that guy got us engaged you know he was really interesting and you know Donald Trump this last election got the most votes in the history of the United States the only problem is Joe Biden on the same election got more and we owe that all that engagement, that level of engagement. We owe it all to Donald Trump, all of it. Joe Biden isn't bringing voters to the table. (laughs) And yeah, of course Donald Trump was like literally mad insane about this, uh, voter fraud deal. But I believe he believed it. I do now. I think he believed it. I think he thought that that it was because people were feeding him this stuff. But and may I say, in my county, Summit County, Ohio, uh, the governor's pissed at us because you know why? We had dead people on the roll. We had dead people on the roll here in Summit County, Ohio. So, uh, you know, voter fraud is a real thing. It's absolutely a real thing. Um, and we definitely need to protect, uh, the voting system of the United States and adhere to the rules of voting and that sort of thing. But I'm sorry. He, he didn't win the election, um, Donald Trump. He didn't win it. Okay. And, um, I don't, I, you know, I don't believe he was intentionally trying to deceive you if you're a Trump supporter, because I think he believed that he won too. And so, you know, what are you going to do? The guy thought he won, but he didn't win. And so, and he, he, you know, because he truly, I believe, truly believed he won. The uh, his supporters were like, Yeah, man, this guy won. Donald Trump told me he won. And then you have this added interesting component of the conspiracy of the QAnon thing where uh, you know, the Donald Trump was preordained to win and lock up all these evil pedophile liberals, and you know, and that didn't happen. And so, you know, we th- they were they had the whole thing you know, this was like the second coming practically for the the QAnon people that, that this was preordained and then, you know, people that aren't in QAnon were making fun of them, but, but why, I mean, we're the most Christian country in the world and people are. You know, they believe, they believe God is going to come again. They believe in heaven. They believe in ghosts. They believe in all this stuff. So why, why your craziness is okay, but QAnon, suddenly that's not cool because it's not yours. I mean, come on. We're a country of wackos, man. So you can't blame QAnon for believing insanity. We do nothing but believe in sanity in this country. That's what we do. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) People are believing they're going to go to hell. Okay. Like there's a place, a place you're going to go. Like they can envision it. They can imagine what it's going to look like. And it's going to look like, I don't know, some sort of fiery cave, I guess, you know. Which is so insane. It's absolutely bonkers. But it's as bonkers as what the QAnon people were believing. So don't diss them. I mean, how many people, how many times in your life have you lived through uh, the end of times? <laughs> I don't know, three, four, five times, I think, on my count. Everybody like they're the end of times is always happening. And then the next day shows up, and they're like, Oh, I don't know. So you can't diss the QAnon people for believing wacky shit. It's the American way to believe wacky shit. It's just what we do. And so so you gotta just take that off the board. You can't be like, well. They're irrelevant because they believe in wacky shit. No, 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 no. You probably believe in wacky shit too. Okay. If you believe in aliens, you believe in ghosts, you believe in heaven or hell, or you anti-vaxxer, flat earth, or whatever. You probably got something. You probably got something. Uh if you got one of those things, then you can't say you can't say anything to the QAnon people. Cause, you know. You're out there. I mean, I'm talking aliens like, you know, intelligent life aliens, you know, that are flying around and flying saucers around our, ho- our, our house. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Grow up. Well, although I don't know, there was that footage. Yeah. Anyways, so my whole point of this is that these guys are pit- the rights pissed. The left is absolutely sick of, like, not having any voice, like, no voice whatsoever. The, the, you know, these these Republicans are like, oh, man, this Democrat's the most socialist person ever in America. And they're not, there's nothing socialist about any of these people. Nothing. Nothing socialist about. And so the socialists and communists know that. And so they're like, yeah, man, these people fucking suck. I need actually, so- I need I need a socialist. Where are the socialists? And so, you know, they're pissed. And uh, I just think it's coming. I think the revolution's coming. And um, I mean, my belief is that we're going to look back in time on this deal, we're going to be like, well, there was the summer of 2020 when we had the greatest protests in the history of America. We did that, you know, Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, Antifa and the Boogaloo Boys and the Three Percenters and all of that. We had all that going on. And then and then on top of that, then what also like really inspired it was all these lockdowns and these masks. Right. So during all of this, we were not allowed to go outside. We were like, we're, we're, you know, all our kids are at home, like having no social interaction, not being able, like they're losing so much ground, uh, school wise. And, you know, we have all of this going on, right? This whole COVID. And then, uh, you know, the, then we have the, um, the Capitol riots where these guys storm the Capitol and the storming of the Capitol to me is like when the guy uh, did the four minute mile, you know, nobody could break a four minute mile and then finally one guy does it. And then now everybody, I mean, they're doing it in high school, four minute mile. People can do it in high school now, you know, and I feel like that's the same with this, 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 these capital riots is that. Um, that people are like oh i see okay and there's too many places <laughs> to protect in america you know and and yeah they stormed the capital but who knows where else they'll go and what they're doing and and i don't you know I, maybe maybe it's just gonna die out but um i would be surprised if it did I think that that will forever change the perception of Americans of what Americans can do, you know? And, um, so, and I think also that these things take time to, to develop. I I don't think, you know, uh, you haven't seen anything since january right but it's only march now and uh, you know i just think we're gonna i'll be let me say it this way i will be surprised if we don't start seeing more of those kinds of things you know instead of school shootings or um you know, I, I don't know, man. Oh, and how about that guy that blew up? Remember the guy, the do you remember that guy that blew up the RV? Uh, you know, how about that guy? That was crazy. Right. Remember that guy? So I don't know, man. Um, I think people are unhappy and I don't think the government really gives a shit, uh, because, their friends are making bank and the moderate liberals are telling us to calm down and shut the fuck up and all of that. But then meantime, here comes the movie, uh, Judas and the black Messiah. And it's talking about this. Extremist. uh, violent organization the black panthers and i know people are trying to whitewash it with their breakfasts and their um you know they had their uh uh you know health clinics which is all cool but no man they were ready to kill every they were killing cops man they were killing cops and i know that was only one component but it was a component and so you cannot whitewash the black panthers and you know the the documentary the murder of fred hampton it's there forever just look it up on youtube man you'll see they they were brutal brutal openly talking about murdering the pigs i don't even think they ever use the word police and um and so you know you look at that you can't erase that you can't whitewash that youtube video it's right there it's not debatable who the black panthers were you know um so you know that comes out uh, you know, Judas and the Black Messiah, people are going to see that. And then they're going to maybe get, inv- you know, interested in, in uh, communism. And, you know, then you go over here and you, you check out this, this uh, Black Red Guard guy. And, uh, and then, you know, on TikTok, we have all these guys on TikTok that are uh, communist. And so it just goes on and on. And, um. I don't know, man. It's kind of, it's going to be an, in, this is a very interesting time. And what's, I think really, you know, what makes it different than say the time of the Black Panthers is the internet. You know, we have, um, you know, I got these guys, I got a friend who's, I don't know if he's a communist or not, but I know he's pretty seriously left and he's you know he's he's messaging me on signal so his stuff is encrypted and uh and he's you know he's not doing anything violent but he's he's doing stuff and uh i again i'm just i just come back to the i just come back to this capital riot that they're like oh you know like because all through the summer of black lives matter We had all these moderate liberals just every time, you know, be peaceful, be peaceful, be peaceful. And for the most part, everybody was, you know, they're doing what they're told. They're like, well, you know, we need to be peaceful. And then the Capitol riot people are over there and like, fuck that. And they start killing police with (laughs) like fucking American flags and shit. And you're like, oh, or we could do that. <laughs> because that 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 left waves man whereas all these peaceful black lives matter protests what did it do it got us joe biden who is the guy that's known for uh uh uh, uh locking up all these black people in the in the uh, in the bill clinton administration you know, so like he's this tough on crime guy. And so, you know, we couldn't even get Bernie Sanders. What did I mean, what did we accomplish on Black Lives Matter? They raised millions of dollars, which is good, you know, but did we change anything? I mean, how many were yelling about defund the police? And then Joe Biden comes along. He's like, stop talking about defund the police. And then, you know, and then there you go. Like good boys and girls, they just cool that shit down. They're like, well, Joe Biden tells us to defund the police. It's not helping. So I guess we better, you know, and then, but like, I'm just telling you. You see these right wing guys doing their shit and you're like, well, that fucking seems to make an impact. You know, because look. Donald Trump is still a huge player in the Republican Party. And all the Republicans know it, you know, and you know, that, that part of the Republican party is still, is just solid, you know? And so they're doing this amazing job of continuing to push the, uh, you know, to push the, the right side, the, the, the Republicans farther right. and. Look what the, I mean, what are we doing over here? The Democrats, we're not doing anything. We're just going farther to the middle. We're just more and more to the middle. And, um, and I think like the left is like, well, we got to fucking turn up our game, man. Uh, and what's interesting is like the Democrat, um, leaders are always trying to calm us down. You don't see the Republican leaders trying to calm anybody down over on the right. They're just, you know, they just support all of that stuff. And again, it's because the Democrats are winning. All of their liberal friends are rich as shit on the right. They're made up of people that are, are just getting fucked. So, uh, so, of course, the liberals are going to be like, yeah, man, just calm it down. Stop talking so loud. Stop saying such hurtful words, you know. And uh, the Republicans are like, oh, man, there was nothing. You know, boys will be boys. You know, they just they don't tell him to stop. They just smooth it over uh, political, you know, and from a PR standpoint, you know, give the guy a break. I think they said that about Donald Trump, give the guy a break, you know, because such an important part of their, uh, their base are these people that are super, super pissed. And so, uh, the left has got some work to do, but, um, I just see it, you know, I don't, I don't feel like the left has a political position like they're not i don't think they're represented by the democrats at all but um you can still have power you can still do shit you know and uh, i think we're gonna see it and quite honestly i'm in full support now the deal is i am not um uh I have made a a pact to not be um, physically violent. I've made a pact to not hurt or kill people. Like that's not who I am. Uh, But that's the only pact I've made. You know, Um, I saw somebody did some uh, graffiti in my town that said, fuck CSX and the Akron police. And that's because CSX came down and uh, they just swept a camp. Like, like, gave the people absolutely no warning, just stole all their shit and threw it away. And, uh, you know, fuck CSX and fuck the police for not supporting the homeless people, you know? And so I'm like all for it. I'm like more graffiti like that. I love graffiti. I love it. I love stickers. Um, you know, I like, we need to get people excited. And I just believe that that, that, um, that doing civil disobedience is a way to get people excited. And, you know, I saw, for example, in some city, this group took all of this, uh, furniture and just put it out in the middle of the street, you know, because they were talking about evictions and I should be doing that in Akron because we have unbelievable eviction rates in Akron. We, I think are the highest in Ohio. So, you know, doing some sort of protest where we just throw a bunch of furniture in the middle of the street. It's great. I think it's great. Um, And so, you know, we need to get people excited like that. Um, And I, you know, and I think, I think we, I think we're going to see more of that. Um, My personal belief is that we don't need to be violent because we have democracy and we have the internet. All we have to do is vote in a block. You know, we have to, if we can organize, which again, you know Fred Hampton was all about organization um, but I feel like the organization is the big part. If you can unite even like one city if you can if you can unite people around um a particular politician like you put a politician on the ballot and then everybody goes and votes for him, that's pretty powerful stuff. And so that's kind of where I am. Um but I do believe that you have to you have to let the people smell some blood, you know, even um symbolic blood. Like people want to be angry and they want an enemy. Um and they also do not want to be preached to, they don't want to be intellectualized to. They want to follow their heart. And, um, you know, they want to hate something and then find something to love, conversely. And so I think we have to understand that as um, organizers, that if you're going to organize on the left, if you have any hope to do it, you cannot be one of these milk toast middle of the road we need to be peaceful we need to you know be respectful fuck that fuck that because primarily nobody's going to follow that that's what we learned about donald trump the reason donald trump donald trump hit on something really powerfully and i don't know if it was just um natural ability Uh, He just went with his gut instinct. I think there was a lot of that, I think, you know, Um, but naturally this natural ability of getting people to care and getting people to unite um, and follow him is so powerful because I don't think most politicians, uh, you know, mainstream politicians know how to do that. Uh, Because they're too afraid to be Donald Trump, you know? And, you know, on the left now, we're debating should we say defund the police? I mean, we don't talk about it anymore because Joe Biden stepped in and told us not to. But that's how you ruin a movement. That's how you ruin a movement is telling people that they're protesting wrong, that they're talking wrong. And uh, we have to build people up. Spray painting some stuff over your city is fine. Uh, you want to tear down a statue, fine. You want to burn down a target, fine. But if when you do any of these things, other if unless you're just you know venting, you really need to to determine what the cause and the effect is. I'm going to do this because I want this to happen. And if you don't have that, um, if you don't have that belief or that understanding in place of like what you want to happen, then you're not going to um, have any real effect. And like uh, this, I was watching Bobby Seale, the chairman the co-founder of the black Panthers. And he said in this one video, power is the ability to define phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. Okay. Power is the ability to define a phenomenon. Okay. So you're like, this is the thing that's happening and then make it act in a desired manner. Okay. So, You know, you're seeing something happen, right? You're seeing police murdering black people. And your job is to get those police to act in the way you want them to. And I'm here to tell you what we're doing right now doesn't seem to be working, is it? Are police being any more careful about uh, racially profiling or beating or killing black people? How effective was Black Lives Matter in cutting down black murders by white police officers? Was it at all? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, I don't see it. It doesn't look like the you know the police union hasn't really changed. Maybe there's going to be some oversight, but look, I mean, we have these we have these uh, uh, trials of police that have you know killed innocent people, and they get off. They constantly get off. And so, did we create the desired effect? And I don't think we did. So then you have to ask all right, the largest protests in the history of America did not lead to any meaningful change in police murdering black people. Okay. So then you have to ask, well, what? would do that what would um cut down on that and if the black panthers were here today i think they'd have an answer you know i think they'd be like well i mean are you glad you got all those people together but as you can see that didn't do shit but would murdering police uh reduce black violence i don't know or black you know murder of black people by cop I don't know. I don't know. But what I'm telling you right now is whatever we're doing right now is not doing shit. So somebody better come up with a new fucking idea because all I know is black people are not any safer in America today uh, at the hands of the police. I, you know, they're not any safer. They're not any safer. And so. We need to think about, um, that saying power is the ability to define a phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. Uh, and that is what activism is, is you're like, I am, this is what's happening. So let's take homelessness, for example. Um, they're sweeping camps and throwing away people's belongings and then not giving them a meaningful alternative. They just want the camp to go away. That's all they want. So as you can see, they are doing it. They have the power, right? Power is the ability to find the phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. The government is like, here's a phenomenon. We have homeless people living in our parks. We don't want that to happen. So you know what we're going to do? Every time we see homeless people in our parks, we're going to sweep the camps and throw away their stuff. So what the and we're going to do that every single time. Because we got the trucks, we got the the manpower. And if you want to live that way, you want to, you know, put your tent on a park and then in a week have us come by and throw away your shit. By all means uh please do it but we got nothing but time and we're happy to do it uh eventually i think the homeless people are gonna you know be like shit man i got to go into the woods or i got to hide behind a building cuz i'm tired of losing all my shit to those fuckers and so so yeah so that's power right so that is power and so You know, what would happen if homeless people did not leave the um, camps? What if they held their ground and went to war on the camp? You know, like I'm talking a violent war. Like this is where I live and I'm not leaving. And if you want me to leave, you're going to have to kill me. That is when power starts to shift because then the cities have they got a PR nightmare on their hands because what are they going to do? They're going to torture homeless people because right now they just throw their stuff away and they just disappear. It works out great. And all they have to say is, well, this was a safety and health risk, you know, and we needed to clean it up because these people are dirty, no good assholes and they need to fucking disappear, you know? So if homeless people stood their ground with sticks and hammers and slingshots and, you know, whatever fucking machetes and said, we're not leaving fuckers. What do you think would happen? I think you might change the paradigm. Don't you think, don't you think maybe I, I don't know, man, I don't know how you get away from violence. It's because the people that you're fighting are going to fight you with violence. The American government does everything by violence and then convinces you to be nonviolent. <laughs> they convince you that the way you go about these things is nonviolently, and then they start throwing pepper spray and 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 rubber bullets at your face. <laughs> I mean don't you feel a little bit stupid? A little bit uh, like you're an idiot for being like, well, you know, we have to be nonviolent as these fuckers are like gassing you out and, you know, like just bashing your face with these fucking rubber bullets, you know? I mean, when do you, are when are you like, You know what? I'm not going to fucking take it anymore, man. I'm not going to take being treated like not even a second-class citizen, like a non-citizen. I am an American-born, American-raised human being, and I deserve to live in my city. What are you going to do? I mean, I don't have a good answer. I don't want to... uh I just told you I'm the nonviolent guy, but uh, I don't know what else to do. What am I going to do? I'm going to tie myself to a tree, I guess. I mean, I guess I could do that. Be like, I'm not leaving them. And then, you know, wrap myself on a tree. I guess I could try that, you know, but what the government is learning is there's no repercussions for showing how cruel and inhumane they are doesn't matter they still get voted in and that's all that matters then doesn't matter all they care about is getting voted in and uh they keep getting voted in so you know and getting a movement getting people to come out and vote To overthrow the two-party system is massive. It's a massive undertaking, and uh, but I think that's where I'm at. You know, so my my theory is that I'm going to raise awareness. I'm going to continue to to bash the 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 uh, monarchy that is Akron's uh, political. Apparatus and soften them up for the next couple of years and then have an election in 2023 and see if we can overthrow Dan Horrigan and his fucking ghouls. And what gives me hope is that that is what uh was done with Slobodan Milosevic. So I didn't know I was gonna get to Slobodan Milosevic today, so I'm not really As well read, but basically Slobodan Milosevic was a tyrant, an asshole. And uh, he, you know, the former president of Serbia and um, people, you know, he was just brutal. He was absolutely brutal. And um, it says, during the NATO bombing of the in Yugoslavia in 1999, Milošević was charged by the International Criminal Tribune for the former Yugoslavia with war crimes in connection to the Bosnian War. So, you know, he's just a fucking asshole. And they overthrew him peacefully. They made fun of him. They belittled him. They undercut his pillars of power like they went after his uh uh money and uh then they had um concerts and they um you know did a lot of graffiti um and they united and overthrew Slobodan Milosevic and so they give me hope that it can be done because i'm just not going to kill anybody i'm just not i'm not i'm not even going to fight anybody i'm not going to get out of a, a pitchfork and try and stab a, a cop with a pitchfork it's not happening um now what you do on your own time is what you do on your own time but what i'm here to tell you is you always have to come back to that principle of defining what phenomenon you are trying to change and make it change in the way that you want it to change and so I mean, is it possible that the quickest way to change is revolution is is bloodshed is is um, a a bloody revolt? I don't know. Probably. But I'm not doing it. And quite honestly, I don't know. I'm not going to ask my homeless friends to do it. Um, And they're not really those people. That's kind of the thing about them. They're really pretty peaceful people. You know, they're not like these, um, these, 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 these marauders that, that stormed the capital. Those guys are savages, you know? Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of their deal, but I don't feel that that's really the deal of, um, the, the homeless, you know, I don't think that that is who they are. And so I do think that they could be more of a graffiti stickers concert, um, you know, make fun and undermine the government kind of people. Uh, and so we'll see, we'll see what we can do. Um, you know, it's 2021 right now. Um, the election will be in May of 2023, so it's March. So I got two years and two months to, you know, put somebody on the ballot and soften up Dan Horrigan so that, you know, so a, I have to get this guy to look like a total piece of shit and make people hate him. Um, and then B, I got to put somebody on the ballot and make everybody love them. You see, And, uh, that's my plan. That's my plan. But what I would encourage you to do is make your own plan because the more plans that we have, the more likely it is that one plan is going to hit, you know? Um, and, you know, if you like my plan and you want to join my plan, stay tuned. But, you know, if you've been reading, if you've been watching, uh, Fred Hampton and, uh, you're like, yeah, man, let's reunite the, uh, black Panthers fucking reunite the black Panthers. That was the beauty of the civil rights movement, right? We had, uh, Malcolm X and, and, and Martin Luther King and, you know, these different ideas. And that's, I think actually moves the movement forward. So think about who you want to be in the revolution because the revolution's coming. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.